You know, I was actually there more than 20 years ago when it all happened. We're talking the snowman. Hit it. It was 1982. Orchid jewelry was in. Grace Kelly died in a car crash, and James and a snowman formed a wonderful friendship. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me are some very special guests. You'll know them as the bodacious surf rock group, The Volcanics, Frankie, Jared, and Ben. Guys, how's it going? Good. Hey there. <laughs> How are y'all doing tonight? Totally rad. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see what you did there. <laughs> oh man, it's nice to meet y'all. I dig your sound. How did you, you? How did you come together? I mean, I'm just curious. Like, what's what's the history of, of Frankie? Uh, Frankie, that's you. But Frankie, come a little closer to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um. We started back in 2001, um, just started playing surf music, um, um, just with a bunch of friends and none of us could afford a, um, a PA and a mic. And so we just started an instrumental band and started playing surf since. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I play guitar too. Uh, and, and I sing a little bit. I gig around randomly with uh, some friends of mine whenever they need a guitarist to fill in because like someone's sick or you know, or he's got like, he has to go to a wedding or something, then I'm usually the guy they call and I just kind of fill in and, nice. and I sing, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, I'm always interested to meet musicians in other styles. Uh, so like, like why surf rock? Is it just something that you were always into or is it just? Yeah, I had a lot of friends uh, that played it. You know, when I was going to high school, I had some friends in other bands and uh, they turned me on to it. And again, uh, Jared and I, we started our first surf band back in 93, 94. Wow. And we played, uh, for our oh, high school great. talent show. And we were trying to figure, we were trying to be a vocal band, but none of us knew how to sing and we didn't have enough money <laughs> to buy the mics and the PA. So we just said, we're going to do instrumental. So, and we've been doing it ever since. So you didn't want to hear our singing. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are going to take a stab at uh, walking in the air now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's cool. That's that's pretty hip. I've never played surf music myself, although uh, I've played quite a bit of different styles, uh, jazz for a bit and, and uh, you know, random things. So, uh, I mean, that's it's like really cool to me just because it's I've never done it. And so it's it's like super intriguing. And, and I like I, I just I got to know more, you know, um, but we're here to talk to Snowman first. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very curious because um, y'all have a Christmas album coming out that, that we'll talk about a little bit later as well. But one of your tracks is about the snowman. So what's your history or like your general thoughts on the snowman? This one's all Frankie. <laughs> I was, it was my idea to to do it. Um, very influenced by the by the cartoon. Um, I know it originally started as a book. As a book. Yeah. And, and um, a few years later, they they made it into a cartoon. You know, that opening shot where you see the guy walking through the field and it's cold. It looks like winter and he's just talking like there's just something chilling about it. And then you hear the piano come in. It's very um, beautiful, but at the same time, uh, a little bit, I don't know, melancholy, lonely and as a kid, you're watching that and you're wondering, this doesn't look like Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> so I don't know. It just, um, I think the music a lot captured me and that always stuck with me. And I thought it was a beautiful song, um, you know. And so it was always in my head around Christmas time. I'm a big Christmas guy, grew up in the 80s. And so, um, yeah, it's just uh, something I we took a stab at. 
song. It was one of the one of the four songs that we tried doing. It was I like doing off the wall um, cover, covers, and um, you know that was one thing that kind of I thought would be kind of neat to do to take a stab at and our perspective on the song. So so you actually grew up with this special then. Oh, yeah, yeah. We would watch it as kids, you know. I remember hunting through the TV guide trying to find out what Christmas specials would be on, and so that was definitely one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. That's kind of like me. I'm, I'm the same way, but I was with the, the Rinkin' Bass. Oh, yeah. Rudolph and Frosty and, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. And, of course, yeah. you know, some of uh, the like, One that was really close on the radar was the Twas the Night Before Christmas by Rankin Bass. I nice. love the music behind that one. Yeah. So I was playing around a lot with the melody line of that cartoon, but, um, you know, ended up being this one. So. Okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? You guys grew up with it too? I, I honestly, I had never even watched the, the cartoon until Frankie showed it to me. Um, oh. You know, I mean, Obviously, I grew up in the 80s, but like I didn't I didn't see it. I had no idea. But as soon as I heard the song, I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Oh, nice. yeah. Something like this for sure. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was kind of a similar space, right? Like I, um, I'm not as familiar with this as Frankie was, right? But he kind of played us like kind of what he was thinking and then told us, oh, it's from the snowman. I sort of knew enough to be like, oh, right. I, it's that like, it's like the, the uh, you know, it's like a color pencil looking mm -hmm. like, oh, he's got the orange nose, right? Like that thing. Um, but I really didn't know, like my family was weird. Like the, the, the Christmas specials we gravitated towards were like, Ernest Saves Christmas and like, <laughs> Wee. like, I don't know what was like, you know what I mean? It was just like that kind of stuff. So, that I, I wasn't familiar with, with some of that stuff, so I had to go watch it. I do love yeah. that Pee-wee special. It's a, it's a cool It's special. so good. On that note, it's not one of the better well-known, you know, it's not like Charlie Brown, um, it, you know, or the Muppets. It's it's kind of flies under the radar for a lot of people, to be honest with you. So. Especially here in the states, like I know it's huge in uh, in like Britain. You know, it's there's something very British about it, and it just uh, I, I don't know if it translates well. Just like it's funny because Charlie Brown doesn't really translate. You know, it, it's it's very Americana, and so when it goes yes. to other countries, it doesn't. They don't quite pick it up. They like Snoopy more than they like anything else. Sure. Um, and so there's something very. I mean, it ends on like a downer. This is this oh, is like yeah. a downer kind of kind of episode. And and yeah, I, never, I mean, I, I, as soon as it starts, like you see that man, that lonely man just walking through that field and it's just, it's just strange. It's a little bit strange and lonely, but, and that's what almost, you know, captures you in yeah. a little bit. It's very weird to explain, but yeah, you know, it, it always stuck with me for that reason. Well, it's funny. Uh, you talk about the, the intro, um, cause there's actually three different intros that were done. Wow. So, I only knew of two. So, so, you know, there's that one, there's the one where, um, I guess Father Christmas, you know, Santa Claus mm. he introduces it. Uh, basically, he's getting ready to watch the snowman on TV, and he's like, "Oh yeah, mm. I remember this." Which I, I, don't, I never it's like seen so that. meta. And then it there's was like the an one, anniversary thing. It was, I, I like, yeah. I like did some homework this week because I was like, <laughs> I got, I don't know, I don't know a lot about this, but yeah, it was like an anniversary. They reanimated an opening sequence to it. They did, yeah, oh, in the wow. same style with the pastels and like the you know yeah. the, the crayon yep. kind of kind of look, and and I that's the version that I knew, but even I barely knew this one. I'm I'm kind of like you guys. I didn't know this one very much. I didn't grow up with it. I didn't read the book, so it you know it's uh, I didn't see it till maybe a couple of years ago, and even then it didn't really interest me. So I kind of changed it like halfway through. <laughs> the first no, time yeah and to be honest through. you know it, it gets a little bit you know it loses you a little bit i don't want i don't want to down talk it but it loses you a little bit as they're like it, you know playing and experimenting with the snow you know but the the it brings you back with the song and the music so i i thought that was very powerful about it too so i get it i definitely get it well that that third intro is the one with david bowie yes that's crazy to have David Bowie. I mean, apparently David Bowie really loved Christmas. Um, and of course, everybody, a lot of people know him from the, uh, 
you know, when he's singing with Bing Crosby. On, on Crosby, the, the, yeah, yeah. The little the drummer boy and, and, you know, Peace on Earth. I mean, that's got to be like my favorite version of, yeah. of uh, oh, yeah. you know, little drummer boy ever. Um, and, and so, you know, he's like a classic. I guess he also did like another special that was like a Christmas uh, special. And it was just a little intro kind of a thing. And so it was just something kind of random that, that a little fact, no one really, I guess it's not really popular about him, but it makes sense that if you really love Christmas, he would do something like this. Although the book itself really wasn't about Christmas at all. Uh, it, if I recall. I think yeah, was- that, that was in my, in my read up earlier this week, the, the book, he doesn't, the author, um, um Briggs, Raymond Briggs, mm-hmm. he doesn't see his book as a Christmas book. And then <laughs> when they went to take it to, TV, they were like, oh, he did because he had done an earlier book in his career about Father Christmas. And so I guess when they were whatever production company was putting together this film was like, oh, he did this Father Christmas. Like, so we already kind of have the like character design, like put Father Christmas into it. So like the whole thing about the motorcycle isn't in the book. Like that was done for just this. The whole thing about like meeting father christmas and like getting all a scarf all that like all of that was put in by the the uh production company who just needed wow. to like pad 20 minutes you know they were like <laughs> we don't want to just we can't yeah. just have a snowman like put on makeup and suspenders and then like that's it like we gotta like get some stuff like there has to be a climax to this so all of that was sort of like imposed wow. on you him. know we i had the book when i was a kid but i don't mean i haven't opened it in 20 years so i mean i i don't remember how it ends or anything so that's interesting to hear i i, I didn't know that well yeah. spoilers it's a sad ending oh yeah <laughs> yeah so i was gonna i was gonna ask so as opposed how does the book end it's the same thing it's, yeah because yeah. yeah. there's like again there's like there's this really funny there's a lot of interviews with the Raymond Briggs guy around online, and he's such like the quintessential like grumpy old like British Her guy. <laughs> and there's like this interview with him, like I watch, and he's like, "Yeah, you know," and it ends, and he just melts and disappears. You know, that's how life goes. You know, people <laughs> just die, and it's like, man, like you're really like you're like you're. Well, it- it's funny because I always equated the cartoon to The Shining. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me I can out. see that. I, I get hear it. Me I, out, hear me out. Checks out. So, checks out. So, um, you don't know if if Jack is insane or it's really ghosts until he gets let out of that of that uh, storage, that food storage that he's in. They, the ghost turns the handle. So the same thing with, with, um, the snowman. You don't know if it's the boy's imagination or it's really happening until you see him walk out and he, he pulls out the scarf in from his, his coat. So I thought, you know, it's very, in a strange way, I related to shining, but yeah. I mean, it's, I think this like to, to like tie this back into like the, the, uh, you know, kind of like the interpretation or the the song that we ended up putting together kind of inspired by this, right? Like for Jared and I, it was really funny because we are not familiar with this. We don't have, you know, people can hate us in the comments, but like we don't have that nostalgic like bond to it, right? So like Jared and I kind of took it, watched the thing and we're like, oh, this is weird. Like a snowman kidnaps this kid and like (laughs) land and like, it's kind of weird. But like Frankie has a lot of that emotional bond to it. But the version of that, of the song that I think ends up on the album. Like I kind of, we kind of went for like the, like, let's get weird with this. Like let's leave a lot of open space. Like let's make the drums super echoey. Like let's mm-hmm. leave these big open gaps of time with just this weird, like drum loop that just happens. And you just like sit there waiting because the film to me is like so lonely and creepy. And I was like, well, let's make a lonely, Empty. creepy Christmas song. And yeah. it'll ruin Frankie's childhood. <laughs> like, we're going to, like, let's That's explore okay. this space, you know? We only ruined it a little bit. <laughs> only a little bit. Yeah, that's, hey, everybody needs their childhood ruined a tiny bit. That's all. <laughs> you know what? It's funny, though, because it's similar 
to Frosty the Snowman by Rankin Bass. You know, sure. same thing. He a snowman comes a lot, you know, uh, to life, and he and takes this little girl away <laughs> off to sure. the north. So he kidnaps a kid there too. He also melts. The difference is Santa brings him back to life, and so yeah. Frosty yeah. on to, to you know, and so it's like a happy ending. But I think it's There's the like a weird... palette. It's it's the whole animation style. Yeah. Something about it is yeah yeah. There's a there's a thesis here. There's got to be a, a. I want you know, <laughs> you're studying for your master's in English right now. Anyone at home? Like, there's got to be some thesis around like British versus American literature rhetoric and why oh. Frosty seems happy and the snowman seems so depressing. It's the same thing. It's just <laughs> the delivery of the two and like the words, the way that like, like Raymond Briggs like interprets this situation just mm -hmm. feels so dire and sad. Whereas like Frosty's like, this is awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened if you swap the music, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. You have an English composer, so that has a lot to do with why it feels so sad. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, it's this is like like legit music scoring here. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, there's like hints of romanticism. Like there are times where I, I straight up thought I was listening to like Debussy, you know, and then other times where it was like Stravinsky, you know, in some of it. I mean, it's just it's it's very impressionistic. Sometimes it just it kind of blends uh, or it plays with the tonality. I mean, I really enjoyed the score. Yes. The book, does it have dialogue? I don't think so. I think no. it's all just pictures. Oh, yeah, okay. The book is all pictures. So I, I watched some interviews uh, when Ben and I were studying this week. And um, <laughs> one, one of them was really interesting because the, um, the composer um, had had suggested that there be no dialogue and they were planning on on adding dialogue to it, the cartoon that they mm. written out. And they're like, ah, I don't know if it's going to work. And he's like, let me try it. And so he does this demo and then they're like, Oh my God, it's so good. And so they do the whole thing without dialogue and the music, I mean, is the dialogue, which is so cool. And, and you know, it goes by kind of fast too. It's, it's a half hour long, but it feels faster than that, you know? So I think, I don't know, I don't know how, but, the silence of it or, you know, just how it moves. It feels like a weird, like watching it, watching it now, like, right. Where I'm just like, you know, I'm like millennial trash. Right. So I'm just <laughs> ingesting this. I'm just ingesting this on YouTube. Right. Like it feels like it's weird because it feels like this big prolonged introduction to get to the walking on the air segment. Right. Like does, I feel like, yeah. like when I'm watching it, I, like and maybe this is just having come into it from the outside and then having sat with the walking in the air song for so long maybe <laughs> i'm just waiting like okay when are we going to get to the thing but like it feels like a music video like thriller or something where i'm like trying to i'm like watching <laughs> yeah. a setup to get to this sort of like walking in the air the prologue yeah you i know. never thought about it that way but i it, that I, you're trying to get true, to this though, yeah. moment right? yeah yeah, I totally get it. I get it. It uh, it that seems like the climax of the whole thing. Yeah. Then you know they after that they pretty much just get home and then you know he goes upstairs and then he wakes up and then the snowman is melted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know it's not going to end well when he wakes <laughs> up and the sun's coming through and he's running past his parents. You know that snowman's not going to be there with the parents awake and stuff. So you know. And he's like outside, and I remember the, the 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 sun's in his face. You know that snowman's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's oh man. I every time I see it, and and I've only seen it a couple of times now, but every time it's still just it's a shock. Like it yeah. just it's like what? How how do you that, end that like sure. that? But you know whatever. <laughs> like I said, it's very British. Maybe that's why I don't get it. I'm, I don't know, but it's that yeah, that dry British Christmas, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so the nutshell, and we kind of already have gone over most of it, but the nutshell is a little boy builds a snowman, and on Christmas Eve, and that night he, you know, the snowman comes alive, and they have shenanigans, and then next morning, snowman's gone. That's I guess that's basically the nutshell. Yes, and as Frankie pointed out, and at some point the snowman breaks through a door with an axe and he says hello john yeah here's johnny yeah. <laughs> here's james right? yeah exactly <laughs> exactly 
Yeah, the boy's name is James. I, in the in the book, the boy's not named. They gave him the name James specifically for the uh, for the animated uh, short there. Wait, did you find the tidbit as to why? I think it was one of the animators, like boyfriends. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think they, they got just married, wrote though. it in the cell. They just were like, "Put James on the present because it's my boyfriend's name." <laughs> I, I missed that. It's insane. I didn't know it's, that. Yeah, I'm learning a lot, and I, I I thought I was the fan. <laughs> I I yeah, I have too much time on my hands in the internet. So. <laughs> Cheers. Wait. But yeah, so, you know, you're right. They kind of dig through the the various closets and clothes and they go through the bathroom. Uh, I mean, he's like, he takes a snowman inside the house and sits him by like the fire. And of course, the snowman starts to, you know, pull at his scarf and hat. And so he takes him away and they go upstairs. I mean, it's like a whole lot of little things that don't really mean a lot until you get to that very special moment where they all of a sudden the snowman can fly. Which I mean, why not, you know? <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird. He doesn't even have a cape on, but hey, it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, anything could happen. The magic of Christmas. The magic Eve. of Christmas. There you hey, go. Here's here's one for you. There's a moment where he goes into a shed with the boy and they open a giant freezer. Yes. And he sits down into the freezer. Yes. And it's all it's like a hot tub for him, right? Yeah. But right. Then he's like sitting on some boxes or something and he he pulls a box up and it's like, it's like fish sticks or something. Right. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, he looks at it like, and you get, I got this weird like feeling when he looked at it and it was almost like, he was like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> and then, it, and then it, the scene cut and I was like, okay, what, what was that? I don't know, but I feel weird now. There's a lot of weird bits in there. So like when he's uh he's in the kitchen and he's like switching out his, cause his nose is an apple oh, yeah. that they like pushed in, you know, and yes. so he's like switching it out for the different fruit. So like the pear and the banana and That's right. I, I remember that. there's a lot of like little weird bits like that. It's just like, mm, I, don't I know. kept waiting with the, with the fruit on the face thing. I kept waiting for him to like do a bit or something <laughs> like a celebrity. Like, I don't, again, I was like waiting and this Doesn't is like, he? I can, this is like I guess this is like super because I feel like that's such a good eighties trope. Yeah. Of like the bit, like the oh, like he puts on a fake nose and does like a Rep Skellington bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get waiting for that. But, He's not gonna uh, fall for a banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that whole thing, you know, the the, the snowman just it started existing and so he's experimenting and yeah, yeah. you know just you know being <laughs> Starting exposed about to all these world. things but then yet he knows where Santa Claus is and he takes the kid offline at the same time so yeah and I mean I don't get me wrong I really like the way this is animated there's something about it that it's different yeah. from what you normally saw uh, you know it's it's beautiful it was done but it's at beautiful. the same time yeah. yeah I just I wish there was like more story yeah. Yes, uh, but yeah. again, I'm watching it as an adult that didn't grow up with it, so yeah. it's that kids' media thing, right? You're like, oh, there's just no. This was just for like five year old Frankie to be like, in his stereo <laughs> and his tidy whitey. Wow, I want to go to Snowman. Like, like nobody was trying to analyze it. Nobody was uh, asking. Cr- Crunchberry. <laughs> no different now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. <sure>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully he's moved on to boxers rather than tidy whities He hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, so they go on this flight, and uh, this is when we get the song that you guys cover on your Christmas album, which I I really want to talk about in a bit. Um, But we get that song, we're walking in the air, and it's it's basically D minor, right? I think it's just in D minor, or let's see, I think it goes to like the flat seven, and then um, what, the the flat four, something like that, Uh, the flat four minor. Uh, excuse me, flat four. You're hitting uh, us with music stuff. We're in the deep end right now. Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Jared knows. There's another reason why we play instrumental surf music. Because we can't read music. <laughs> I thought you just really liked Walk, Don't Run. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So it's like it goes as a flat seven major, of course. Then it goes to the four minor. And then like the flat six uh, major. Uh and then from there, you kind of have it like has that pull because the flat six wants to go to the five, but instead of resolving to the five, it goes down to the the back to that minor one. And so it's a really cool bit where you get to that um, 
that chorus I I don't know if you'd call it a chorus line, whatever. Yep. Where I know what yep. you're talking about. All of a sudden, you know, it's it's like an A. So all of a sudden now you're in, you know, the five chord, which wants to move to the one. But it's so now it's a harmonic minor, but then you get a G in there, which kind of throws you off. So now the four is major, and so it's it's a melodic minor. And so it's it just uh, that melodic minor kind of acts as like a five of five. And so now I know I'm talking a lot of music theory here, but we get a lot of cool little like like mini key changes, like two five ones and like five of fives and secondary dominance and things like that. And so it's almost in in a way it's almost kind of jazzy with the way they go through the uh, through the two five ones and stuff like that. And so I really dig that because I, I love jazz. You know, I'm playing jazz. So. Um, as soon as I heard the song, at first I was like, oh, "Okay, little boy singing," but then I heard the the changes, and I'm like, I, "I dig this. This would be like cool to like just solo over forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just take like five choruses and go, you know." <laughs> Trade some. Yeah, I think like you you explained it in a much more musical um, way, but I think for Jared and I, like in looking at it, like Frankie kind of played us some of the some of the lead pieces that he was kind of thinking through right like mm-hmm. and again this is jared and i just listening to it without any ref we have we're us not watching it or really looking at it but like he's playing us some of these parts that he kind of wants to like we kind of want to put into the song or, or ideas we want to sort of riff on and that was the thing for jared and i right like we're looking at it i think a lot of the um, in a way you know i'll get slammed on the surf message boards for this but like a lot of the <laughs> volcanics music to me like functions around a lot of like pop architecture right like okay we use a lot of those like pop, this is how songs go these are the kind of progressions we use and so when he starts frankie starts playing this stuff for jared and i we're like okay we like rip up the like way we would structure this you know when you listen to our record now right like our version of heart to herald is like a pop a punk rock song like it gets it done then Frankie plays us, hey, I got this idea about this snowman song. We're like, okay, we're not, we cannot verse chorus, verse chorus this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get weird with this, right? Yeah. Um, and then we see the visual and it's so weird and like lonely and abstract and has all this stuff going on. So we're mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. How do we like build something out of this? So I think, you know, from the bass and, and Jared can elaborate on this more, but like from the bass, you sort of kind of get this like driving, like, Motown like backbeat to it the drums mm-hmm. my version of the drums are like I basically like conceptually ripped a lot of that from like the roots the hip-hop band the, like quest love like that okay. is a quest yeah. love beat from the beginning of game theory fused with like the beginning of um what's the song uh come out and play by the offspring that like <laughs> opening thing he does so it was like yeah. that like what if quest love from the roots played the opening thing from the offspring and then that's a beat that just keeps looping over and over and there's this motown backbeat and then this walking in the air like melody plays at the top and then when we get to those weird chorus changes right we'll mm-hmm. call it a chorus or whatever i guess like, yeah can, i don't know what to call you it. know we can like put those more sh- standard what you're used to like surf beats into it and it feels like you're resolving into like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the happy part. And then you flip them back into, oh, here's this weird like loop. <laughs> like, like, you, you, like it's this high and low push pull of going, you're sad. And now you're flying and it's happy. And you're sad again. And now you're happy. Like yeah. that's kind of the <laughs> a roller coaster. That's for sure. Yeah. I, felt, uh, I felt Frankie's soul die a little when you said offspring. I know. <laughs> I don't know what made him angrier—the <laughs> Offspring reference or the hip hop reference—but they're both in there. I was good. I was all for it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I was a band director for a, a couple of years there, and uh, one of the songs that we would play in the stands was uh, "Come Out and Play." Is <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's a crowd favorite, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. That little opening stick thing he does, like, is like this weird he like moves his hand under the hi-hat stand to like hit that open. Mm-hmm. And the first couple takes of this version had like, it was way more intricate. And I think Jared was like, you don't need to do all this. Like, you, <laughs> Sometimes you just, less like, is more. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do all of these pieces, um, but there's demos somewhere of like way overly complicated <laughs> drum patterns. And that. Well, Jared, you're the bass player. Is that right? 
Yes. Okay. And so how did you structure your baseline for this song? Um, it was actually super easy. I just felt like it needed some grounding and some driving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just what I do best is sit there and just do my job. Um, and then let kind of everything unfold around it, you know, because (laughs) the drums, like Ben was saying, are, are, you know, they, they have like this thing going on, you know, and then, Frankie's carrying the melody like without it you don't really know what song it is and and so like someone needed to just sit there and just hold it down and just you know stay in the pocket yeah <laughs> pocket so it works really well with the drums mm-hmm. uh, I I think it's really cool and and we we added some there's some extra rhythm guitar tracks that we eventually put in there and they they do something exactly almost similar to the bass or exactly what the bass does just very like you know doing a job holding it together not Mm -hmm. you know overshadowing anything jared actually records us he's the engineer and you know producer he he records the band so oh nice yeah he teaches at a music college so okay right on that's pretty cool what do you teach Uh, music production okay yeah cool mostly um technical stuff digital audio workstations you know signal processing microphones nice but um you know this is my my hobby like recording is my hobby it's it's all i think about it's all i want to do it's all i want to spend all my money on (laughs) (laughs) you know so any chance i get yeah we're recording you know so i'm always pushing these guys like let's record let's record. let's do another album come on uh, guys yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they, these guys always want to um are always ready to record and we're always there's always stuff on a hard drive somewhere and i'm always like guys we have to like sell the last one <laughs> have. especially with, with like 2020 and we you know we can't tour you know we're not touring or yeah like shows or you know we're stuck at home I'm like, we got a, like a couple cases of records. To, like, we should probably sell, or the, like, the label's gonna get pretty pissed if we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our second, our second record to come out in 2020. First one came out in April, right? April, oh, March, March, right April. when it was coming out. Yeah, and then yeah. now this one. So, but at least you know we can't play shows, so at least we're we're writing and we're recording and trying to you know, being productive in that sense. So why a Christmas album? I'm just curious. That's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool surf instrumental bands that have done Christmas albums, um, like the ventures, um, little straight jackets, you know, um, you know, so it would been, it's been on my bucket list. Um, and with these guys, I just, you know, we were able to do it, especially during, you know, this year there's a lot of downtime, so we we came together and just made it happen. So, yeah, it, it's it's been it's been on my list to do. It always I always thought it'd be fun to do a, a Christmas holiday, a uh, couple songs. Right on. Yeah. And so the snowman just was a good fit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't remember how that came into the mix. Which songs came in where and how and you know. We, I think we, we were pretty fast. Yeah. We, I mean, we had tracked, we're kind of like always recording stuff. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, we had like played around with two of the Christmas songs, um, and kind of had those, you know, on the hard drive <laughs> for whenever somebody needs a Christmas song. Um, and then I think with this, I think the, you know, we had put out our, we had put out our, our last seven inch, you know, earlier in the year. Um, and I guess it must have done okay, right? Like, I guess it did well enough that the, you know, the like, the label was kind of like, well, what do you want to do next? And we were like, well, like, we have this Christmas idea. And they really <laughs> were like, yeah, like, go for it. Like, yeah, like, that's awesome. Like, I think there's, I can't explain it, but there's something. You know, like again, Frank, you said like the ventures, straight jackets. You know, if you go outside of the surf genre, like other retro genres, like a JD McPherson or these guys, like have done a lot of like 
you know, even, you know, Brian Setzer's bread and butter at this point is making Christmas records. Like he's missing <laughs> for animals, real. <laughs> right. So I think there is a, a natural, like, uh, uh, draw or like some, I don't know why, but there's some sort of good fit between kind of like classic retro type genres, like what we do and mm-hmm. like a Christmas record. So I think there was just a good fit there. And I think the label saw like, yeah, yep. Oh, the, the sweater guys want to make a, uh, Christmas record, perfect. Go make the Christmas record. So you know, we came back with four songs, and here they are. And they're like, "Cool, great, we'll put this out." So I did. I did see that in the. Uh, I don't know if it's the liner notes or, or just a little. You know, the little tag there. How you mentioned the uh, the 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 combo, the SoCal combo with the matching cardigans. <laughs> Is that a do. staple of your live performances? Pretty much. Yeah, oh, <laughs> what we do, sweat, sweating up there, our sweating sweaters. For real. Oh man. I hate no, I gotta be like in t-shirt or I'm I'm done. Like that's it. And it's crazy because when I used to play jazz, I used to I had to be like an all black suit. And so now it's like I can't I can't do that anymore. I'm well Jared, 40, Jared forget loves it. the sweaters. That's his favorite <laughs> thing of all time. He loves the sweaters. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still looking for a surf band that wears like, you know, board shorts and flip flops. <laughs> Yeah, Jared wants to be a surf band that dresses like surfers. Unfortunately, he's in the surf band that dresses like, I don't know, the monkeys. But, <laughs> hey, the monkeys are still cool, so we'll take it. I'll, t- I'll take that as a, as a by proxy compliment to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I dig <laughs> it. Um, so wrapping up on the snowman because i want to talk about your album and just focus on your album so uh i you know no we don't really have nostalgia for it except for for frankie um, so <laughs> I, I gotta say as far as the actual special what would you say is like your hap hap happiest moment of this or memory wow of the special it's, yeah. the whole thing is devastating <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i like it so much <laughs> um all right well, Frankie, I, I, I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but I can see your struggle face happening. So I want to help. Uh, I thought it was interesting what you said about like you and Haven watching it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's, like, that's like, cool. I don't know. Like that's such a connection between you and Jared. Like, I don't know. Like to me, I'm like, wow, this is this connection sure. is deep. Right. Besides having seen it. As a kid, looking through the TV guide, finding any of the holiday specials coming up, um, uh, my 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 pal Haven, uh, Jared's girlfriend's daughter. I've known her since she was a baby, and we've always talked about it year after year. Every single year, it doesn't fail. So I'll always send her the clip of the song of them flying through the air. So you know, it's just something that we do. It's it's. So it's 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 fun when we um, reminisce and it's that time of year. It, it never fails. So yeah, actually, like a TV guide, like a paper TV guide. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, still get those. <laughs> he's not, he's the only one in the in the U.S. that still gets a TV guide. <laughs> Would not surprise me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up with it. I don't have a happiest mem- uh, memory. So I guess my favorite part was really just when they get to the part, the snowman party and they all meet, you know, Father Christmas or Santa Claus, whatever you want to call him. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's my, my arm was say. being twisted, but I was going to say that part, but I was like, hmm, okay. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there's besides that, you know, there's not much. <laughs> no. And this next part's going to be really hard. So this is normally my favorite part of the, of the show. This is a little segment I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do like our best impression of like our least favorite part of the, you know, of, of the special. Uh, usually it's a bit of dialogue or like, like something you thought maybe that was cringeworthy or just, you know, something that just didn't, it was kind of flat. There's not really a whole lot to do in this. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we can give it a shot here, but I don't, I don't know if, if we can make it um, as a guest, I'll let you go first. I'll put it out on social media and our, the listeners can vote and see who had the best impression. The winner will get a, a totally rad Christmas sticker uh, unless I win, <laughs> which I get nothing, but I think you're all fine. Cause I've done, I don't know how many episodes and I still have yet to win, but, but uh, yeah, just kind of set up the scene for us, I guess. And just uh, go, go for it. Um, let's see. I, what about the, the pair or the, the, when he's trying on different noses? 
And you know, visual bits always kill on a podcast. Yeah, visual bits always kill on a podcast. <laughs> I, there, okay, there was one quote that I, I was like, you had, you had mentioned beforehand that this is one of your bits. And I was like, yeah, there's no dialogue in this. But I was watching the Bowie introduction. So deep cut for the listeners. How to go <laughs> for this one. But in the Bowie introduction, I wrote this line down because the sentence is mind-blowing. He says, now, in this scene, David Bowie is playing James as an adult. They've set up this live-action world in which Bowie with bleach blonde hair, in which James has become an, a new waver later in life. I love the pleats on his pants. That's the best. Yeah. And he goes back and he pulls out a scarf and he says the quote, I made a really big snowman. I got this scarf from him. You see, he was a real snowman. I remember that. I remember that. What is that sentence? <laughs> that is terrible. So crazy. <laughs> what? See, he was a real snowman. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah, you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> Any snowman you build is a real snowman. It's a real snowman. <laughs> it's really I made a really big snowman. Anyway, so <laughs> if anybody has a good snowman. impression of that, if anybody has a good Bowie accent, <laughs> I can deliver that one. I definitely don't have a good Bowie accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a hard time. I just, I, I just stuck with the Santa one. And the only reason, the only reason I picked this line was because I hated the voice that he uses for it. So it's not even really that funny or anything, but it's Santa and he goes, <clears throat> you'll excuse me. Uh, I'm going to try my best here. But he goes, it really did snow that night. Even had me grounded. You know, I, I don't know. That was terrible. But <laughs> anyway. That's uh, good. That's good. <laughs> I will let uh, uh, Jared, unless you have one you want to do. Uh, I, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. Yeah, then <laughs> I will let, I will let the, uh, the listeners vote and, We'll see what happens here, but <laughs> I think, like I said, I think you guys are safe. I haven't won yet, so fish sticks, fish sticks, yeah. Fish sticks. Gonna put, yeah, you guys should see this. He's pulling out a box of fish sticks from somewhere. I don't want to know where, but <laughs> totally weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're lucky. Jared's actually talking about the cartoon. We thought he was going to be talking about that uh, murder mystery movie, uh, The Snowman. <laughs> oh, with Harry Hole. Hole. Yeah. Or Hole or... <laughs> That's terrible. Then I were a little bit worried there. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, but I got to ask, because G.I. Joe, they taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think's the other half? Of this movie? Sure. The other half is the kidnapping charges that are coming down. <laughs> on yeah, no kidding. He, he needs to be glad that he uh, he melted because, uh, I don't know, he's got a few years coming his way. If he <laughs> well, they definitely cross state lines, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You guys are ruining this for me. I'm sorry. I'm remember it the it's, same, a yeah. it's beautiful. I, I love the animation. <laughs> uh, you know, I think for me, uh, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is bringing in a rock star to really make your Christmas special pop. <laughs> yep. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, but industry employed, put us <laughs> in Christmas specials, please. This is a plea to anyone listening to this. The volcanics are available for work. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. But speaking of, let's talk about your Christmas album because I really want to get into this. I mean, it was a, it's a cool little album here, man. Uh, I dug every single every single track. So there's it's four tracks, uh, and it's called um, Christmas Wassailing. And you know we kind of already talked about it, but how did you pick the tunes? Like how did you decide which songs to actually do? I don't know. I, I came up. I came in with the ideas. Ben destroyed them, and then <clears throat> Jared put them back together. <laughs> but no, um, I don't know to be honest with you. I remember there was well when we were doing this record this label likes to put four songs on the on the vinyl so okay. um we had the two songs in the bag i think it was the snow the snowman walk and um hark yeah um and then we came in with two more and those were the ones that we were kind of scratching our head trying to figure out what to do 
I remember we were thinking about doing a version of White Christmas for a long time too. Um, oh yeah, I can see that playing. Yeah, um, but geez, was, I, I don't know. Like I, a long time. I mean, Frankie was playing us Christmas songs um, like a Christmas ago. Yeah, but, for like a year. Yeah, we every time like it came up, we we just we still hadn't done it. But I mean, Frankie's been shedding like different Christmas songs for a couple of years it's not like we just picked these songs and like did mm-hmm. them in a, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months i mean like like he's been formulating a plot for this for a long time so frankie already had a few songs he's like hey check these songs out mm-hmm. what about this and he'd play this and and ben and i would probably just be like yeah like that could really work or i don't know you know mm-hmm. i mean but he already had like so many I mean, this is a guy who puts up Christmas lights the day after Halloween. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no shortage of Christmas inspiration here. I dig it. Uh, it it's funny because, like, uh, you know, the, these are great songs. A lot of them are classics. But, like, here we come a wassailing. I, you know, it's it's nice little 6-8 tune. Doo, 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 doo. I mean, it's not something you'd expect from, like, a surf rock group. Sure. That was the first so that so the two so hark and, and snowman were were written and recorded previously and then we had to come in and do the last two mm-hmm. there was a year of frankie playing us songs and us shooting them down or ruining them and then um quarantine hit mm-hmm. right so um those last two so comfort and joy and and wassailing were written via email pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a long way to get to this, but your six, eight comment is the first question I texted back to Frankie. Cause he <laughs> texted me, texted me. What about here? We come wassailing. And I said, are you going to do it as a shuffle? And he said, <laughs> what's that? And I said, this is swung. The song is swung. It so is. are you flattening it? Like, are you flattening it into like a surf beat or are you going to swing it? And he said, I'll just record it and send it to you. So <laughs> I just got, I would just get sent like, Problem solved. I would just get sent um, at that point. Right. Like we're in, this is what, like April. I think this is all happening, Jared. Cause we recorded the thing in May. Um, so April we're sort of writing and it was just, it was like a month of like, my email would go off and it would be like a cell phone recording of eight bars of like, here we come a wassailing. And it'd just be kind of like, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, no. And I would like, I had like a, a snare and a little one symbol set up. I live in an apartment. So like set up in the corner, all quiet. And I would like <laughs> fire up garage band and like play like a quick beat over it, mm-hmm. send it back. Like that question yeah. mark. <laughs> and that was like, that was those last two songs got put together, just sending back 10, you know, 15 seconds at a time. Like, yes, no. Jared, I remember uh, when we first, I, I went to your house and I threw down the idea. You recorded it and then we jammed it. I remember it was going to be pretty punk rock too. Remember, we were going to start off slow, you know, yep. and then and then blast off with it. But it just it turned it it turned out pretty good that you know it came together so yeah I really I really love the way it came out um I think it just got glued in once we added the sleigh bells on top mm-hmm. once like like we just handed Ben like as many sleigh bells as we could. <laughs> and yeah. put him in front of some mics and it was just like oh my god there it is that's it. Yeah. It's a I Christmas song now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sleigh bells makes anything Christmassy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those bells on the snowman walk was pretty cool too. I did that notice that. Crazy. Yeah. About uh, like halfway through. Yeah. Around yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will tell on Frankie the first, I, I, <laughs> I just said, give me the bells. I have an idea. And I went in the room and I recorded like some of those ones, there's places where the bells just stop or like where there's like one hit of it. And Frankie like dials in in the room. He's like, it's sounding really like, 
late Beatles, like acidy in there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, put a bunch of reverb on. Like, again, we just, Jared and I just ruined his childhood all day. Like, I was like, no, we just got to make it weird. You're going to, like, we're going all, get the sitar. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> I would I would have loved to have sitar on that side. <laughs> oh, man. The Beatles version of it. <laughs> it's with the Beatles. I don't know. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh man, um, and then you have tidings of comfort and joy. So that's essentially like God rest you, merry gentlemen. Sure, with, yeah, you know, with yeah. The surf we spin. incorporated some pipeline in there, which was really cool. Like Jared's doing that that groove, and then we start off the song that way. So yeah, that that was a fun one too. I, I like I enjoy those. How long yeah. does it normally take to record? Uh, these days, it's a lot faster, but. Um, I don't know. In the in the past, it would take a little bit longer because we would do we would do bigger, like full length, ten, twelve songs. Right. Um, but now now we're doing more EP size things, so it's it's a lot quicker um, now. Um, so taking COVID out of the equation, mm-hmm. pretty fast. Um, like uh better frankie i don't remember who was saying we we didn't never actually played the other two christmas songs before we recorded them we did like postal service and then like we got into the studio and played them for the first time together and tracked everything in one day and then really it's just up to me to like finish the mix put it together yeah yeah Yeah. i think wassailing is like i think we may i think we talked about this but i think the version of uh wassailing you hear those that's the second time that those drums get played like we would we rehearsed it once i think i recorded two passes of it and it was sort of like jared any of those good he was like you're fine and i was like okay well there's the song like we're done like all right i'm fine like (laughs) i'm gonna go get a pizza you guys yeah like literally i went okay i'll go pick up the pizza (laughs) you know we'll call you when we'll call you when it's time for sleigh bells dummy go get (laughs) but you you can always make it really complicated Mm -hmm. you like uh you know uh a three-year 70s style, you know, 80s style production. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah, you could fleet would Mac the heck out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this this is surf, and it's it's meant, straightforward. To be, meant to be garagey, straightforward, raw, you know, and, and we don't we don't want it to sound too polished, so we don't spend a lot of time on it per, on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because if we did, it would sound a little bit too polite, maybe. Yeah. And we don't want it to... We want it to have that you know, that edge, like when we are actually in the garage jamming mm-hmm. something for the first time and there's that energy in the room, that's what we try and go for in the studio. So it makes it a lot quicker because set up, set all the mics up, takes a few hours, get it sounding good, get the room sounding good. And then we go, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. we capture kind of what you hear is, is pretty close to what we capture at the time. You know, we just, we spend a little time, like maybe, um with the mix later or um if we want to overdub some more guitars like rhythm guitar or something we'll we'll do that later after the fact but i mean it's it's pretty quick now i mean with we work so well together we can learn a song frankie can mm-hmm. bring riffs in we can hash out a, a new tune and i mean we're all confident enough to where we could probably just record it pretty soon thereafter mm-hmm. you know and i've been i've been recording this this band frankie and and his all all the different versions of the volcanics for so long that i know exactly what we need to do to get Mm -hmm. the sound that makes frankie smile you know because that's that's all we really want at the end of the day we want to make sure frankie's happy yeah we're we're all here for frankie (laughs) that that must make you feel pretty special (laughs) because if you can make him happy with the recordings Mm -hmm. you know you've you've done something you know (laughs) Am I that difficult, Jared? No, no, you're not. You're not difficult at all. But you, you often are trying for something that's a little bit more challenging in the modern um, era to capture. So that that's the hard. The hard part is actually stripping it down and keeping it raw and energetic, because it's really easy to record everything separately and isolated and get this really pristine you know, nice sounding recording, but it's hard to like capture 
the energy in the room. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what's challenging about working with Frankie because I know what he, what he's hearing is not this really crispy, clear, pretty, you know, sound. It's like, it's got some edge to it. It's got some dirt. It's got some vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. I think in joining too, like that was like a learning curve in a way for me. Right. It's like, well, one to start, it's like, we look to Frankie on where, like where the sails should be like, you know, captain, my captain, where do we point the sails? Right. Because I think he (laughs) understands the genre, like his understanding of the genre is like so clear that, he's gonna he knows what that sound is worth searching for and for me joining like i had previously played in a bunch of like punk rock bands and like psychobilly bands and stuff like that where Mm -hmm. uh a lot of the recording process even on the drums was like like my i guess not claim to fame but like the reason i got the gigs i got was because you can put a click track on for me and i'm gonna knock out two takes of it like there it is one take done and here you go, y'all can do whatever you want with it. And then coming to the Volcanics, I came in with that same approach of like, don't worry about it, Jared. Like, just put the collector down. I'll give you two. And then you can pick which fills you want, pick whatever you want for my chat, and you're good to go. And they're like, no, no, we we want everybody to do it together. And I'm like, oh, that's such a pain though. Like, <laughs> I was like, don't you just want me to play it once for you? And then you can do whatever you want. Like, no, we're doing it together. It's like, okay, cool. Like, and I get Frankie's dirty looks when he messes up. So. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, these two guys are such good players. They're always keeping me on my tippy toes. So I just, you know, they, they, uh, they challenge me to, to work harder and, and better so like I'm, I'm trying to catch up to where they're at so it's, it's interesting that, that you do the uh the rhythm guitar afterwards because i've always done rhythm first and then added the lead on top and so to me that's a is is that more of because like when you play live you basically have to play lead yeah basically yeah. especially as a three-piece now mm-hmm. we had our buddy mark with us in the band for the longest time um practically when the band started but he just left back in january so we had him but even then i would be playing the lead i would be playing the lead the melody line mm-hmm. and that kind of directs the, where the song goes and where everyone goes at, at least it's a solid you know foundation for you know the hooks and all that so right good directive part have, part have of it the melody part of it too, i think grows out of like when i this is again like adapting to doing instrumental surf music right like i was used to you know whatever it's going to be like punk or rockabilly band whatever right like drum tracks cool you're probably going to put a put your guitar player slash singer in the control room he's going to knock out some scratch guitar and hum the vocals over it so i know where i am and then everybody all overdub everything later right coming into surf there's no vocalist there's no anything so i'm just like i gotta know where the heck I am because I mm-hmm. don't know where I'm like so if I'm not hearing like the comfort and joy like hook <laughs> I'm lost at this point so right. and then out of that it was like well should that be a scratch track uh that we overdub later or should that be the one that ends up on the record and it's like well it's it's more natural and organic and cooler and true to the genre if he does it right the first time with the drums. So I was like, all right, well, pressure's on. Like, here we go. (laughs) Sometimes that's how the best stuff is made, though. You know, it's like you just sink or swim. And so (laughs) when when you swim, it's it's like an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to dread recording, and I still do sometimes, you know, especially, you know, trying to keep up with these guys. But playing with these guys, it's just I'm having so much fun. Right on. And, um, it's, it's been a blast. And Jared and I have been writing a lot. So we'll, we'll be throwing ideas back and forth lately. So I'm, I'm really excited for what the New Year's gonna, you know, has to offer, what we have to offer the New Year. So looking forward to that. I mean, we're just constantly writing since we can't play live shows or touring. So yeah, might as well have a deep book at this Yeah. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. So y- your EP, where can we find it? 
Uh, yeah, I can do that. I got this one. Uh, I got this. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just look at me. Go. Um, uh, the the new record, the Volcanics, uh, Christmas Wassailing with the Volcanics, uh, is available uh, streaming everywhere, whichever streaming, whichever Spotify, YouTube, whatever you got, uh, um, you can stream it there. Uh, if you uh, uh, want to throw us some money. Um, you can go to uh, High Tide Recordings uh, if you're a, a digital native person. Uh, High Tide has a Bandcamp page where you can buy uh, the MP3s or whatever format you so choose. Uh, if you are a uh, nerd like me and you uh, <laughs> gotta have the vinyl, um, High Tide uh, colored vinyl, colored vinyl, yes, High Tide uh, Recordings, uh, just www.hightiderecordings.com or www hightideshop.com uh, high spelled h-i and that's it uh, hightideshop.com uh, it is available there it's on a the first pressing is a limited um, green uh, vinyl and the nice. first it might be sold out already but I know the first uh, first 100 of them come also with like a Christmas card that's signed um, by these three dweebs you're talking to today um, <laughs> Uh, inspired by the record so so plenty of bonuses and stuff there but uh yeah just google it man you'll find it <laughs> <laughs> what about social media uh, if they want to follow the band yep we are on all of the things um instagram uh we are at the volcanics uh facebook the volcanics uh and if you forget all of that uh just type in www.thevolcanics.com uh, and you'll find links to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything but TikTok, because uh, we're all old, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, social media, marketing, <clears throat> all in one, drummer, all in one. So master, we call him Master Ben. Do you see how low drumming ranked on that list? Like, <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah. Did you see that? Yikes! But in classic surf records, you can barely even hear them. <laughs> I know. No, yeah, exactly. Every time, oh, that's, that's a good point. Every time Frankie's like, I just wish this sounded more like an old school surf record. What he means is, I wish you couldn't hear the drums. <laughs> Not at all. You hear the snare a little bit, but you definitely yeah, can't hear the kick. No kick drum. Oh, God. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and okay, one thing, one last thing before we go. How did you come up with the name? You know what? There was an old Bel Air song called Volcanic Action. Um, but I'm not sure. You know, I was the first, the band started out um, when my old surf band opened up for this other band called the Mighty Cagesmen. They were a rock and roll frat party band. And um, the Volcanics formed after that with some of those members. So it was me and some of those guys. And one of the guitar players came up with it. So, um, but I want to say he got it from Volcanic Action. It's a song from a Bel Air's, from the Bel Air's um, old surf band. So it was that. So. Right on. Well, uh, I, I love the album. Uh, and, you know, yeah, guys, go out and buy it. It's, it's amazing. I think you'll love it, whether you like surf music or not. Uh, if you like Christmas music, you're going to love this album. It's just everything about it. it it's fantastic it's up tempo it makes you think especially that number four track uh, i mean it's just everything about it it makes you feel good and it really captures that christmas spirit and from there go check out their other stuff it's it's great as well so uh thanks for coming on i'm i'm really excited not only to talk about that movie but uh, that you know to hear all the rest of your uh, your catalog so I will be plugging the heck out of you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're enjoying your page. Uh, I was, ben was making fun of me because I was telling them that, um, I don't know how it came up, but that joke about me eating cereal in front of Saturday morning. <laughs> but I was saying, it's funny you say that. I was watching uh, old 80s Christmas commercials 
on YouTube. So I saw a lot of your stuff. It's pretty cool, man. So oh, I was like, yeah. hey, I like this. This is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I was explaining to the guys. I was like, no, it's like an 80s Christmas. And I was like, like it's what? the stuff you all like. Like, tr- you are going to, you guys are all going to be best friends. Like, this is, we're in. Speaking of huge dweebs, that's totally me. I mean, I love He Man, and you know, I saw that. It was very cool. So, (laughs) you know, I don't. Yeah, a lot of fun. Very fun. (laughs) Well, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank Um, you. The Volcanics, check them out. Christmas Wassling, go buy it immediately. And I'm going to end it by saying, "We're walking in the air. We're floating in the moonlit sky. I'm finding I can fly so high above with you." As long as you check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like James discovering his snowman is alive, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes.